Hey, hey, everybody, episode number 74. So, uh, I couldn't get Sam today. I tried. Uh, her and her kid are out doing something, but I needed to uh, do something here uh, to add another episode. So, I'm going to move on without Sam. But Sam's got a big part in this story that's coming up here in the near future. So, she will be back. She will be back, that crazy lady. But, but no, uh, I hope everybody had a good Christmas. It's, uh, I don't even know what day it is. I think it's the 27th, maybe, <laughs> so, of uh, December. So we had Christmas a couple days ago. Before Christmas, this, this is what's crazy about my part of Wyoming up here. This is what's crazy. So Christmas was on Sunday. Four days before Christmas, Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday. It was a negative 30-ish degrees here with a negative 52 wind chill is what we averaged right here at my house. Parts of Wyoming here had a negative 70 uh, wind chill. And it was insane. The, the temperatures were just absolutely insane. Uh, it was actually, I believe if I heard correctly, we hit some records. Um, we haven't seen uh, a a cold snap like that in over 30 years so uh back in the 80s back in the 80s we we had that and that's the last time i mean wyoming in this area you know we we see negative digits a lot during the winter but uh never that extreme it uh that's that's more of a north dakota thing but i thought it was kind of interesting because i actually looked it up <laughs> um and then uh, I, I was curious. I was just kind of looking up some of the other temperatures around the world for comparison. Wyoming was colder than Antarctica for three days in a row. <laughs> now, I know what everybody's thinking. If, if you know your your uh, geographics and stuff with Antarctica, Antarctica's in their, in their summer, spring right now. And... Uh, but the fact is, it's still Antarctica. I don't care who you are. It's still Antarctica. Wyoming should not be colder than Antarctica. I'm sorry. But we were. We were like 20 degrees colder than Antarctica. It was like a negative uh, 12 down there. And it was right around negative 30, negative 32 here. And uh, with without the wind, okay? With the wind, it was another 30 degrees colder dang near. So yeah, we had that cold snap, but then get this, <laughs> four days later, it's in the 40s here. So we're talking about like a 70 to 90 degree change in temperature with that wind chill that we had. And man, I am feeling it today. So last night I was up all night battling a kidney stone and I actually, uh, I put up a good fight, you know. I, I tried the mental thing with it. I tried to psych it out and uh, and handle it that way. Um, but no matter how good of a fight I put up, the kidney stone won. But uh, I don't know if, uh, who's listening has had kidney stones. Kidney stones suck. Okay, they uh, you can feel this pain so like when it's lodged in the port that leaves the kidney that goes down into the bladder when it's lodged in there the kidney starts to swell up and that pain is excruciating 
I hate that pain. Um, they, uh, I, I've had that so bad on, on a number of occasions where I can't even walk. It's curl up in a fetal position and, and call in the troops to haul my butt to the hospital to get a shot or something because that's not working for me. <laughs> and it didn't get that bad last night. It didn't get that bad. So this must have been a smaller stone. And I'm actually assuming that this stone made it into the bladder or something because it hurt like hell from the kidney down to the bladder most of the night. I didn't fall asleep till 4 o'clock this morning. And I'd roll around and I'd stretch and do all kinds of different things. And I was chugging grapefruit juice and uh, some different things, home remedies that people gave me. And I'm doing everything. Well, at about 4 o'clock, I finally had a little relief from this thing. Like, it must have made it into the bladder. Now, unfortunately, I've urinated a few times since then. And it has not came out. And trust me, I would know. <laughs> so, so now it's just like a, it's like one of those suspense scenes in a, in, a, in a movie where you know some bad shit's about to happen. But it's like that calm before the storm. <laughs> it's like, you know it's going to happen because this thing is there somewhere and there is only one direction out of there. And uh, I am not looking forward to that. I've been down that road and uh, I do not like that stuff. Whoever came up with the wise idea to create kidney stones, that guy's an idiot. <laughs> so I don't know what, I don't know who did that. But no, no, that honestly is just the result of, of uh, uh, bad habits you know I before I got sick and ended up in the hospital with Guillaume Braves I lived on Mountain Dew okay I don't I would go days I would go days without seeing a drop of water let alone drinking a drop of water I'd go days it I'd Every time I go into a gas station, I'd be thirsty. I'd go into a gas station or something. I'd grab a Mountain Dew. Grab a Mountain Dew. The uh, back seat of my, my Jeep that I had at the time was just full of empty Mountain Dew bottles. It was like a every other day ritual to stop and fill up somebody's two or three garbage cans at the gas pumps with my Mountain Dew bottles. We could have recycled that stuff and melted it down and manufactured a Tesla or something, you know? And... Uh, that's how I lived, you know. It was, I, I had so many bad habits, and this is what I try to encourage people all the time to to not live the way I was living back then. Okay, so before I got sick and ended up in the hospital, I was smoking cigarettes, packing a half a day, packing a half a day. Okay, now the average American these days cannot afford to do that because a pack of cigarettes. Um, I've noticed I buy them for my dad every now and then and they're almost $10 a pack Who can afford that crap? Just quit smoking <laughs> There's better things to spend $10 a day on and if you're smoking a pack and a half, that's 15 bucks a day We're talking about 400 plus dollars a month on cigarettes Okay, so that, I mean that's a that's a car payment <laughs> So but no, I I did my best to to try to quit a few times before that with the smoking. I did try it, and 
as you'd heard on some of the early on episodes when I first went into the hospital, my first cigarette was when I was going into the hospital. Mercedes was holding that thing in my in my mouth while I took drags off of it because I wasn't even capable of holding my own cigarette. But I knew that that was going to be the last one I ever smoked. And I honestly, I knew it was going to be the last one I ever smoked because of the fact that I honestly thought I was dying. Like when I went into that hospital, I figured I was done. That was the last time I was going to see the light of day. That's just where my head was. And I was like, yep, this is over. This is done. Done. And I'm not going out without a cigarette. I made a few phone calls to the people that I cared about and tried to tried to communicate with everybody just one last time and uh while mercedes is holding the cigarette for me and uh, giving me sips of a mountain dew (laughs) and uh i went to the hospital like that but when i came out i never started this habit because it's such a bad habit for real so uh um i mean we don't know for sure they actually said that it was it was stuff from probably my childhood Whatnot. Probably them backflips I was attempting on my pedal bike uh, that caused the issues with my lungs. But they, uh, they every, every time they look at my lungs, they always told me, well, it doesn't even look like you were ever a smoker when I actually was 12 years solid of a pack and a half a day. And, uh, you know, but we have these bad habits. We get into these bad habits. And these bad habits are stuff that you know we might not see the effects right then and there while we're doing it you might not see the effects you might not feel it but it someday it'll happen and quite honestly the i'm paying for that now all them years of drinking mountain dew and dr pepper and and stuff and uh eating unhealthy foods and and all the all the bull crap i put my body through it catches up and that's what's going on now is i am i am unhealthy i am unhealthy and it uh in certain ways like this like the kidney stones i've got a my right kidney is full of kidney stones my left kidney has one kidney stone in it but the thing's the size of a golf ball i swear (laughs) no it's a i want to say it's like 11 and a half millimeters or something. It's a big stone. It's just kind of sitting over there doing what stones do, you know, just sitting there. Yeah, you know, someday I'll get you. But right now, you know, I'm laying low. And that's what it's doing. But uh, but no, I, I, I went to bed uh, and tossed and turned and rolled around and stretched and did that and that and that. And, and uh, I woke up this morning after falling asleep at 4. I woke up and then the kidney pain has minimized, but I woke up with a dang migraine. And I know it's because of the fact that it was 50 below zero with the wind chill five days ago, six days ago, five days ago. And uh, now today it's like 45 degrees outside. It's t-shirt weather. (laughs) So it's really messing with my head i'm in a lot of pain i do not feel good but uh i i did knock the edge off for a little bit i ate and uh 
thought I was gonna I didn't think I was gonna be able to do that that didn't go that well right off the bat and it took me a little bit to actually eat. but uh I, I took some medications and stuff for it to try to minimize it and it got me enough to where I can sit down and talk to you fine folks you know so that's what I'm doing but but I hope everybody had a good Christmas I hope you guys got time with your families uh, and, and your friends and uh i i actually had it was it was kind of a weird christmas honestly i was not in a christmas mood this year and a lot of it was because i wasn't gonna have any of my kids for christmas uh both both moms in my life uh they got the kids this this christmas usually i get them um or at least my older three usually i get them and at the very least last year i had lyric and uh and lyric's sister and my three so it was it was a busy one last year but i had the spirit last year this year i am just not feeling it um days before christmas when it was you know minus 50 <laughs> i really just wanted to skip the rest of winter including the holidays and go right to summer that's kind of where my head was with that but but i did sit at home i did sit at home and uh i wrote some of the greatest music on the guitar i've ever wrote and uh and i'm looking forward to getting some of that recorded on on quality it's recorded on a rough quality right now but and it's on paper but i wrote some of the best music i've ever wrote and I, and I just I had I don't know I had this really clear mind maybe that's those days off people say you need when you have kids is so you have clear mind you got kids all the time and then it's like man what am I going to do with my life and then the day that you have off away from kids you write a gold record <laughs> so no I just no it was it was one of them days it was kind of a it was kind of a gloomy day but same time i write some of the best music i ever write when i'm bummed out so and i was kind of bummed out it was a bummer christmas and i'm broke and having a hard time and i'm struggling and uh i uh and the weather's been really screwy and then not having the kids around you know i was alone and and uh yeah so it was kind of a bummer time but so i guess if i ever need if i ever hit a writer's block or something i really just need to uh amp up my my writing abilities and and come up with something good i'll just uh take a break from the kids for a day i don't know it, it, it's it's something it's become my life you know these these kids are my life these are the people that i do 90 percent of my communicating with every single day and i love it they're they're not just my kids they're they're more than my kids they're my people you know and that's that's cool it's really cool but i did have some friends though over the holiday that had some some very unfortunate happenings uh like i was saying the uh the week before um we had the uh we had some, we had some serious problems with the snowstorm the week before um with some death and uh we lost some good people that week we lost some good people and my prayers continue to go out to them families and all them people's friends 
But then on Christmas, I had... I didn't personally lose anybody on Christmas. Um, uh, so, I mean, that was nice. But then I, I get to scrolling through Facebook and, and looking at Instagram and, and some of the different stuff. And I had quite a few friends that just had really tragic a really tragic holiday um and it's sad i i had uh, one of my one of my friends out of montana her dad they were they were supposed to do christmas and stuff together christmas eve he ends up in the hospital with a heart attack passes away on christmas so it, it was it was really sad i i really hate seeing stuff like that because these holidays like this they truly are holidays that are meant to bring people together and and celebrate uh, the unity and 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 on the religious side of it, y'all know what I'm talking about with that too. And uh, um, it's just you know it, that's any holiday really, Easter, Halloween. I mean, it's it's a time for people to come together. And when you have a holiday come up like that, and it's supposed to be a time to bring everybody together, and it brings everybody together in sadness. That's just not cool. So, so again, my thoughts and prayers go out to all those people and everybody lost somebody over the holiday. But, but let's get on with the story here. I've rambled on the last episode and uh, half of this one. So, we're skipping Sam. I'm sorry, you guys. It's just how it is. She wants to go out and play and do that stuff and live that wild, crazy lifestyle that she lives. <laughs> so. Oh, I know she's going to hear that. But anyways, we are at this point in time in my story where we're we're doing this raffle, okay? And uh, Sam and a couple other friends and stuff and some friends of Sam, everybody kind of pulled together really well for me there. I, I'm trying to, trying to remember kind of how much money we made after, on that after paying for the Traeger grill. We raffled off Traeger grill. And the and Sam is a salesman. She could sell ice to an Eskimo that's freezing to death. Like he could be there shivering, like oh, I'm at the end of my line here. And she could be like, "Well, hey, how about you buy some of this ice?" And sure as heck, that guy would buy it. That's just how she is. <laughs> but hell of a salesman. But she did really good. Did really good selling raffle tickets and stuff. And. I want to say she generated for the cause after paying for the grill a couple thousand bucks. Okay, and the money that we put together was to increase my mobility, which was uh, was the thing. You know, we wanted to be able to get me around a little more, <coughs> and uh, we wanted to uh, increase my my quality of life. You know, and that's a big thing when you're going through something like this. It, it, it's such a, a shock to to the to your lifestyle when you're plump fine one day and the next you're you're out in the world in a wheelchair. There's so many things, so many things, so many lessons to learn, and different ways to improve your life a little bit. And mobility is the biggest one. Okay, aside from regaining what I call the mental mobility, which is that energy, that mental energy, that positive energy that you develop yourself to basically push yourself forward and keep on going. So that mental mobility, that's, that's, that's ultimately number one. You have to have that. I, I cannot preach about that enough. It, 
it uh that's how it is that's that's one of the main deals you have to mentally be on the game with wanting to have this better situation you cannot flood yourself with these negative thoughts i know guys that, that have been in accidents and stuff and they they're in the wheelchair and they you know they spend a little time in the hospital they get them home they make some adjustments at home and home is where they stay they never leave they never leave and and it's it's a it is a it is most of the time it is a form of depression that is setting in and it's it's a type of ptsd and uh you you kind of develop a phobia of going out you know and and a lot of it i was there you know a lot of it is man what are my friends gonna think of me they've never seen me like this before what are they gonna think of me i don't want my friends to see me like this so i think i'll just stay home you get invites to this and that and this event and dinner or some social gathering and stuff it's, yeah you know I'll, I'll show up i'm interested but then when it comes down to it it's like yeah i'm sorry jay i'm just not feeling good today man so i'm gonna stay home get out there get out there push yourself to get out there that's the best thing you can do honestly like sam being involved with my life and and some of the friends like jen and nikki and my buddy jake uh and you know we just we had this this situation going on where getting me out and getting me out to have a good time was ideally the best medicine that i could ever ever have like literally they i'd done the antidepressants i'd done anti-anxiety medications i tried drinking again <laughs> i tried so many different things to just increase my positive social thought process and it, it nothing was really getting it as well as just getting out into the world getting that fresh air going out and having a good time cruising the back roads and belting out some music at the top of your lungs that's the food for the soul that you need in your life when you're going through this get out there and do it don't care what other people think get out there and do it do it for you at this point in time you're not doing things for other people that's that's like if i could stress on one thing to completely get out of your system it's the thought of what you're doing the thought about that that fear of what other people uh feel and think about what you're doing you know or how you look or you know screw that just get out there get out there and do it but that's what ultimately this whole this whole raffle thing and increase my mobility was about it was like we had this this drive started getting me out there and getting me kind of fired up and happy with being back in society again we just needed to increase the mobility a little bit so we ended up with some ramps and and different things that we put together so i could get around a little better and, and uh, we bought me a um a really awesome walker because i was really working on walking more um i was really pushing to get out of that wheelchair uh it was like i said in the beginning it was something that we actually didn't think would happen i mean they got me like a ten to fifteen thousand dollar power chair 
Uh, so the intentions were leaning pretty much towards, yeah, he's going to be in that wheelchair most of the time from here on out. That's where we were at with that. Um, it didn't last very long. <laughs> that did not last very long. Um, but at this point in time, I'm still bouncing around in the chairs. The electric and the, the manual chairs. But, uh, but no, I, I increased the mobility a little bit. I was out having a little fun. I was doing this and that. I was getting a lot of good time with my kids. By this point in time, I'm spending most of my time staying in Gillette. I love Jen and Nikki to death, and they did a lot for me, and they were what I needed for my first transition out of the hospital. Um, but then once Sam stepped into the picture and we kind of became a little more serious situation, uh, getting me up to Gillette and kind of keeping me up there with a lot more resources was uh, was good for me. It was good. It, it reunited me with my kids really well. It was easier for Mercedes to travel to Gillette to uh, let me see Lyric and hang out with him. And uh, it just it worked out great. And the house that Sam lived in with her uh, with her mom out there, they lived together out out of town, kind of out in the peace and quiet and stuff. And it was a it was a nice house with a pretty accessible a pretty uh, accessible situation. Um, it worked out pretty well. I mean, they didn't have a whole lot of stairs. Uh, the the bathroom doors, the bedroom doors, everything was set up pretty good to to do everything that I needed to do. So it actually it worked out pretty well. And on top of that, they fed me too. Jen and Nikki fed me too. Je As a matter of fact, Nikki, Nikki makes some food. That's <laughs> if I ever end up lightweight again or underweight, um, I'm gonna go spend a week at Jen and Nikki's because they uh, they definitely have what it takes to fatten a guy up. <laughs> so, and Sam and her her mom Deb, they they were the same way. They cooked good food. They made good stuff and. And uh, they took really good care of me. I really appreciate them. And Sam's grandmother, that woman is just absolutely amazing. And uh, she was a big help to me. And she was a big help to me on a lot of the things that I was trying to take care of with my life at the time. Um, as far as, you know, different things, being able to provide a little bit for the kids and, and, and do some things with them and you know I didn't have any money and I was still being turned down by disability so but Sam's grandma was and, and Sam's mom they were both uh, those two women were were really uh, something else for me I, I cannot thank them enough if I ever get myself back into a good situation here I definitely have some repayment to make to those women because they uh, they did a great job at, at making me feel at home and, and helping make me feel alive again. It was it was a big part of my life. Big part of my life at the time. And, and that was the, the type of energy and the type of care from people that I needed to understand and make a pact with myself that, hey, I'm going forward. Like, I am going forward. But I got into physical therapy in Gillette and I started therapy up there again and uh, just picked up right where I left off from Newcastle so I was doing that and my new AFOs had showed up and these were a game changer 
these were a game changer they fit they fit great they fit super great so i mean this was a thing this was part of where while we were doing the raffle and stuff my new afos showed up and it completely changed everything about me being able to get up and try to walk more most of my my disability of being able to walk was discomfort and i figured that out when these new ifos showed up i i figured out fast that getting my feet comfortable even though i had the paralysis still there um getting my feet comfortable getting my legs my lower legs stabilized and comfortable was a huge game changer huge game changer so i start walking a heck of a lot more hence why we bought a fancier more easy to get around with walker for me something that was it collapsed it folded up really nice and uh, it was easy for me to manage and stuff and uh that's kind of where i was so at this point in the story my my energy and and my push is all kind of dedicated to figuring out this walking stuff and and working on that and really pushing myself to get out of that wheelchair and uh we had a successful turnaround with the raffle we did good there we got me set up with more mobility i was back into good therapy i had a good set of afos on my legs and uh i was ready to keep on pushing but anyways you guys we're all out of time on this episode it's a it's a nice day out so i think i'm going to go out and i'm going to get some fresh air try to get rid of the rest of this crazy headache i got and uh you guys have a good rest of your day enjoy the time off between the holidays here with uh, your family and stuff god bless everybody we will talk to you in the next episode number 75